Evolve 360, a holistic approach to life, is an exploration of learning through experience to transform individually and culturally as a whole by taking a 360-degree look at our quality of life, including the limiting beliefs, worn-out paradigms, and destructive habits that have led us to where we are today and to instead create or revolutionize a new life vision that brings greater peace, appreciation, fulfillment, clarity, happiness, and joy as we ultimately evolve. So in our last episode, Shelley and I touched on so many points concerning the current protests sparked by the horrific death of George Floyd and the misuse of power at the hands of law enforcement officials. But we felt um, we had to go into the subject a little bit deeper. So in this episode, we will be um, rehashing, I guess, power and social injustice part two, but we will be discussing the hypocrisy of America, collar restraints used by law enforcement and the symbolic meaning behind the archetypal forces that are currently active in our country and what they represent symbolically to help navigate us through an outcome that brings one of unity for our country and for all those people that are in it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Evolve 360 show with hosts Shelly Grace and Shelly Devine. So yes, we're here once again and yeah, we're going to get into this whole Oh boy, all this stuff that's going on in our country and, you know, in America um, with power and social injustice. This is part two of an episode we, we did earlier this, this week. And, and I just want to say, yeah, I'm feeling it. The, the, the negativity, the rage, the, the anger. I feel the weight of it. I, the heaviness, right? You, yeah, you, the heaviness the energy of it. energy is tired and sluggish and just sadness. I, I feel sadness in my heart. Yeah. So we, we decided to do a part two because we wanted to help address this and, and try and raise the vibration and bring light where there is so much darkness, so There's much darkness. So much darkness. And this vibration is permeating into our households through the mm -hmm. media. So we're all experiencing it. And even if you have the media off, you're still probably most likely experiencing this because yes. we're all connected. Yes. We're all one. And that energy vibrates into us all, into our cell tissue. And what Shelly and I, like Shelly just said, is we want to raise the vibration out of despair, out of uh, grief, loss, anger, Anger is, is, is a way to move through stuff and it can be positive depending on how it's directed, but you can't stay there. You yeah. have to move into higher vibrations of peacefulness, mm -hmm. love. Anger, fear. We have to go into courage and hope and love. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we have, I've been praying, we've been praying, we've been meditating, we prayed before this show, mm -hmm. because I think it's so important to, to no matter how small of an act of prayer you do, it, it does make a change. It's a ripple effect. It's, it's positive consciousness trying to change this collective one that is in this darkness trying to move forward. And, and this is what this show is about. It's about just trying to shed some light onto everything that's happened. And, and, you know, I know so many people that have created prayer groups and meditation, not only because of what's happened now with George Floyd, but because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. we are in a situation of uncertainty with that. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have jobs. They're unemployed. They, they, you know, they've lost their, their normal, their normalcy, their routines. Um, you know, they just don't know what's next. And it's, it's so important that we, we, we ground ourselves and we pray and, and we, we trust that everything that's going to happen is going to be positive. And we have to have that courage to move forward with love and, you know, understanding that we are all one. We are all human beings. We are all Americans, Americans. And I say that in the highest regard because I came to this country as a refugee I, I was born into a communist country, and to me, America 
is is the symbol of of you know freedom and we're going to talk about that in this show and what i do to one person i do to everybody and this is the the collective group that is happening right now with all of this pain that we have because all of the things that have happened and i remind you again that not one tiny act of kindness one small prayer no matter how insignificant it does make a difference it creates a ripple effect and i want to start the show with a quote from a speech that abraham lincoln gave when he when he won he was at the cemetery in gettysburg it's it's called the the gettysburg address he had just won the civil war it was 4 months afterwards and he was there burying the men that had died for our freedom and and you know it's it's so important because to me this is the significance of my freedom what this country gave me in freedom and what he said was four score and seven years ago referring to the signing of the declaration of independence our forefathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal that this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth and lincoln was our president who emancipated freedom and you know created a whole new world for for the whole nation Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start with that and set that tone because at the end it's all about our freedom our purpose on this on in this world and and interestingly enough since we are all connected uh we we were doing reviewing the show notes we noticed that there has been a huge um a huge also uh, an instability in other countries in australia the civil right movement was coming up and in other countries of all of the things that have been happening just you know and shelly's going to talk about that with all these things that that we just you know want to want to make sure that you understand that no matter what we do for one person it is a ripple effect throughout this world Yeah. So we have to stay in in the light. We have to be in prayer, and we have to just know that things are going to happen because people are working behind the scenes to make this world a better place for all of us. Yeah, and and just to add to that, this country with our founding fathers was started on the premise of freedom for all and independence for all. people not just a segmented group of people but for all people and that was part of our is is what this country's about and we have been off that course for yes. some time probably you know after lincoln you know started probably that ripple effect started happening even after you know he emancipated you know the slaves by you know winning the civil war and all that but we right now what we're currently seeing is civil unrest in our co- country and there is you know the masses people who are peacefully protesting mm-hmm. um but then there are some that aren't and the police officers that are also on the 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 forefront of this to protect you know people's property or whatever but we're seeing a lot of probably you know unnecessary violence on both sides and and that needs to cease and mm-hmm. how do we go about doing that and it's well changing um our vibration um yeah. you know there's a lot of people that are protesting now that are extremely peaceful doing so and i applaud them for remaining that way because i'm Absolutely. sure they are seeing things out there during right. these protests that are enraging and and you know and a lot of police officers a lot of police officers that are they're that, uniting with them in solidarity to to yeah. to work to to say look we we get you we know we don't agree we are one and we're here and we're going to walk with you all throughout mm. you know they're they're praying with them they're kneeling them they're walking with them so a lot of things are are happening to start those changes we are becoming aware but we have to stay in that 
higher vibration. We have to bring the light in. And keep your eye on the light. Keep yes. your eye on the light and what it is, the intention, the main intention and purpose of this was is to, to actually really have create the changes that are necessary that we all are asking for to come in. And, and to be working together with our black brothers and sisters for mm -hmm. this change of equality. And it's not just, it's not just black people's fight. It's anybody that has felt somehow insignificant mm -hmm. because of a preference or a, a color or their religious beliefs or their sexual preferences or any of that. Any minority, anybody who. Yeah. Uh, this know, is. This this is inclusive of all that. It's just, yes. it, it's just, you know, black people have, are now coming out of that, 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 um, that chokehold. Yes. And we need to talk about that symbolically. And I think that's a really great segue to once again, talk about that, but what, what symbolically and archetypically that meant when that was um, happening. Yeah. I, it's your will. It's your will. Yeah. Um, you ha there's the power of choice, but I think one of the, the biggest things is um, I'm going to, you know, circle back to the symbology of, of George Floyd's death. And in those eight minutes, what was happening there symbolically is his throat chakra, the center of power of will. There's a connection here with willpower that is um, connected to yourself, your own willpower, but also the will of God and, and, and connecting. That's the higher purpose of this area in your, in your throat, this energy area in your throat. But what was happening there, and this is really he was begging and not only him, there were people standing by observers watching, witnessing this and begging for these men who to stop, you know, choking him, right. choking the life out of him, choking the breath out of him. It wasn't just his neck. It was also his heart. He was center. pleading for mercy. And, he and was mercy begging, mercy yes, can I, right. yes, he was begging for mercy, but they're choking out these heart centers, these vibrational centers. They're right. very significant, the whole, the whole system, what they did. And, and, and in that, and in that, these people are begging for mercy. He begged, the, George Floyd was begging for mercy and it was a denial of mercy. And this is a representation of what the black people have been crying for is mercy within their culture to have the same benefits as we do as, as anybody else in this country. And they have not received that. They have not well, received that. I think that what's happening is people are becoming more aware and change is happening. There's some, yeah. some change that is happening. Yeah. Totally Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. Totally happening. Yeah. There, I mean, there are, there's been um, already some things into play, um, which, um, you know, certain um, officials have stated like out in California, they, they are going to, they're, they're thinking of real um, defunding the police force, which is interesting, but then right. where does that, and put that money into the black communities to but, help. But here's, here's my thought on that, because when we were doing the show notes, you know, I had a question and I said, how did the police force come about? Yeah. And basically it came about during the colonies when America was colonized way back. Yeah. They had what was called the night watchmen, yeah. kind of like what we saw in Game of Thrones, for those of you who watched Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And it was basically policing. It was informal and communal, yeah. and they were volunteers, and they yeah. didn't really you know, do crime. What they did was impending danger. Yeah. If there was going to be you know, an army coming to, to invade them, it was impending danger. And then interestingly enough, the first municipal police department was formed in 1838 in Boston. Mm. 
And isn't that interesting? And then Boston's it went to a source of a lot of stuff, man. I'm telling you, you got to look at this city. We got a long, strong history here. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. a lot of positive things and, and, Absolutely. and, and, you know, good examples of, of ways of being. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, there are a lot of officers that have, you know, dropped the knee in solidarity of, of what is currently happening. There, mm -hmm. there are officers that, I would think in their, even in their private lives are struggling with what is going on out there. Oh, I know a lot of them are. Yeah. And I mean, I know because I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of police officers, some in my city that, you know, joined in solidarity and prayer with some of the protesters. Yeah. And this is what I want to say that not, not everybody is, is, is in, in the dark. We have people that are out there in, in the front lines trying to, to make a difference. And I'm praying for those people that that difference continues to trickle like a ripple effect. Yeah. And, and we make change. Um, we were talking about the other thing we were talking about, which, you know, we just trying to wrap our hands around it. And then all of a sudden the immunity, mm. the, the immunity bill, you know, there was a law that was passed way back because of um, police officers and now there's a bill that was just enacted yeah, yeah. to take that immunity law off the books yeah. totally and i think what's happening is that there's so many laws there's so many things that through the decades and through the the years no longer serve us yeah and they have to be peeled back and they have to be readdressed and revisited and redone hmm. and you know i don't have the answers and neither i don't know shelly you know we were talking about that but it's it's no. about shedding light on on the truth and working towards a positive solution for all hmm. for all in a positive way yeah and you know we do need systems in place because then i worry well what's going to happen if we don't have a system in place well there's so many um hurdles i just read from people that um actually have been in law enforcement and helped to train law enforcement officers uh -huh. and what they were saying is well the time spent this is the cost of it the time spent to train these officers appropriately say in brazilian jiu-jitsu which Right. is is um, a martial art that if people don't aren't aware it's a martial art that does show how to do proper restraining um, of 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 people through right. choking through arm you know restraints and and uh, joint restraints and stuff to control right. a person that might be violent or could potentially hurt someone in an extreme case right. however to train somebody like that the liability that is involved and the time taken away because it takes so many, so much time to train somebody in that, say that art of, mm -hmm. of self-protection. Right. And, um, and here we have, you know, some of these officers using some of those tactics that mm -hmm. are now considered, um, you know, illegal. But I know there's police officers that train in this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu say, and they've trained for years and are very adept in using, say, a chokehold, like mm -hmm. the not like the one that was used on George Floyd. But that wasn't a chokehold. No, that know. wasn't. That was a knee. Which oh, a knee I on would, the neck. We right. no. I don't think any any martial artist would have known. Well, uh, that that shouldn't artist. have been used. You, you know, like, that's all your life. So you would know. Yeah, you would know. You're, and I mean, and you don't even have to be a martial artist to know that what was happening there was obviously that guy. Oh, no, that knee off. I mean, it was obvious. No, that was but, obvious. But yeah, but from what you were saying, I know you've been in martial arts all your life. And I'm sure you, you've had extensive. I mean, you all your life. But it does. It takes time. And what they're saying about that is for police officers to appropriately protect themselves um, say in in a in a high stress situation where you have somebody who's who's extremely violent or could cause injury to not just your yourself as a as an officer but to those people around, right. um, you know it takes years of training and practice, and that isn't typically what happens. You know, say in law enforcement training, 
-hmm. although there are, you know, and then there's insurance issues. Will, will, will they be insured? Um, if they're training in that, there's time taken away from, um, you know, when they're working. So then they have to have other people on. So I guess the expense of it alone is what they're saying is, is too expensive to do. Well, I know, which I know seems kind of ridiculous when you see what's happening now because they are trained right to a certain point, but they're trained probably incorrectly. Well, I know for a fact now that it's it's Minneapolis just passed a law on Friday that mm. there is not going to be any more chokeholds, and they are going to start doing a whole new uh, system of accountability within their department. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, Colorado, you know, California. They're not, they're not utilizing these, you know, that they're, they're totally looking and just taking that off. And, you know, you have to start looking at a different way yeah. of doing things because it doesn't serve us anymore. And, um, and training, training police officers and seeing what's going to work. Yeah. Um, I do believe that we need, we need a system in place because, you know, a system of laws and a system of order. Yeah. And what that system is going to look like, I don't know. Yeah. But I do believe in my fellow police officers that are my friends and are good people and have helped me when I was a school principal go to, you know, the inner cities and help those children and, you know, do all kinds of things for those families. Right. Because they do. Um, they do. Yes, they do. They do a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the Police Benevolent Association, a lot of the kids when I was serving in one of my inner city schools wouldn't have the benefit of being able to play professional football when they were older. Mm -hmm. So I want to shed the light on all the good because it's so important. I know that there's a lot of bad, but I don't want to put everybody in the same category. What I want to do is, is shine the awareness sure. so that together we can make a difference. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's basically what we're talking about here. Yeah. And there's currently, there are things that are happening now that are good. We are seeing yes. things that are being reported in local yes. news feeds um, of some good things that are occurring. There's some, you know, solidarity here and there. We see even um, political um, uh, representatives marching with. Yes. You know, which is really a good sign because they're 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 not like they're they're in with the people now, and of course, and they have to be, and they have to be, have even, to you know, be. and the site of 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 you know of of the foundation of you know when you when you get into office, you always have to have your pulse on what's really going on, yeah, and you know, talking to people and seeing what their concerns are. Yeah. And listening to them is so important. Yeah. And it's just so important for everyone to start, you know, listening, becoming aware and talking and making a change for the positive. Yeah. Making a change. You have to make a change. Yeah. You know, it's about your truth. It's about staying in your alignment with truth and integrity. So important. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, about like how our country did start with, you know, how law enforcement did start. But I'm even going to bring it even further back, like what, okay. what a law enforcement person individual represents. And the, they take an oath to serve the public and to serve, you know, the community and keep it safe. But it's funny because the original badge was the shield of a knight. Mm. You know, and and their their you know their um, coat of arms of the night, you know, is allegiance to justice. Mm -hmm. And right now, we've seen a lot of injustice, and it it's chivalry. And and but the shadow side of it, which Shelley touched on a little bit, was the um, bringing in the Game of Thrones theme. Yes, the, the Dark Knight. And we're seeing both sides of, of that currently. You know, we see, you know, the chivalrous, the actually the good knight in, in the police officers that are yeah. maybe dropping a knee and in solidarity and then trying to do right, but then they're alongside with with some knight. with some mm -hmm. people who have that dark knight force in them um, who are behaving inappropriately and harming people because they are given the 
authority to do so by this hierarchy. By the badge is what you're by, by, right. Well, the hierarchy is not even the badge. It's, you know, their captain or their, you know, whoever is above them, mm-hmm. you know, these tiers of power that are above them mm-hmm. and it trickles down and they're just loyally following you know, what they're told to do. Somewhat like, which I touched on in our last talk, the slave, where you have no choice but to follow what you're being directed to by your master, which could be in this hierarchy of of officials. And right now we kind of have to debunk that, getting back to that throat chakra and, and saying, where is your will and where is the loyalty? Because the knight which is basically that the, our, our police officers are knights. Yes. And, and, you know, they're representative of that archetypal force of a knight, right. you know, who holds right. the shield and then will battle to protect the weak, the meek, you know, and, mm-hmm. and do the right thing. Absolutely. You know, they have a Free high honor code exactly. and they take, they take an oath. And to do that. Exactly. So what is happening now with the police officers on a symbolic level and a spiritual level is they have to go internally and ask. And this is where, you know, Shelly was saying, I know officers that are home praying and they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're praying they for this change. Mm-hmm. Well, those yeah. ones are having, I would say, a dark night of the soul right now because what's happening with them is they're seeing right now okay who do i serve and then they have to come into the 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 next step is do i follow my superior or do i follow my own integrity right and then eventually what they have to do is surrender the will to god's will that that is the highest and to trust and have faith in that that is the highest phase of this of what is currently happening now symbolically is what is happening right now and Mm -hmm. some of these people give their lives for this a a knight will give his life will die on his shield for this and that is what a police officer represents and uh, later at the end of this I, i i have um, a young, a young police officer who has since been deceased, but um, I have a poem to read about, and it just, it, it speaks to this, the, the, the lies of what has been going on. And this has been, this is something that was written 33 years ago. Underground. Uh, underground. And it, it, it has just surfaced it's with surfaced. everything that has come up now. And, and um, I'll save it for the end because it's it's very powerful, and um, it's how he personally felt, right? As a police officer, yes, yeah, did, yeah did he, he saw it? this, you know, firsthand, and he was against the 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 lying and the deceit in in the in the police force, which was mm-hmm. out in California at the time pre uh, Rodney King event. Okay, it was pre that. And he was speaking out of uh, out against it then, prior and, to. And I know that you said he was deceased. Did he yeah. did he stay in the police force or did he leave? I I'm not sure what the um oh. what the the I, he was only on the police force there for three years. I I'm not sure of the details of that. Mm. Um, but I, I think it was with a heavy heart for him to have to be either he might have been pushed out. I don't know. I don't know what the details and, are. And what we were talking about, too, that Shelly was, was saying is that those police officers that we know are home praying because they do want this change, because they don't go along with, with you know, the status quo, mm-hmm. what happens is if you don't go into your truth, that in turn affects your cell tissue and it affects, you know, you, you, you're going against your belief system. You're going against a truth. And that has repercussions internally for how your health is going to be. That's why it's so important to always, you know, check with yourself, check with your intuition and, you know, don't ever do anything that, you know, goes against your will, goes against what you really feel is the right thing. And this is what's happening right now. People are stepping up. And I know that, um, 
there's a lot of whistleblowers and that's a new archetype now the whistleblower archetype and how they're just speaking up yeah but the whistleblower is because he's telling the truth right is considered you know somebody who's who should be held you know um you know uh taken into courts or whatever and and having be being persecuted but there should be a venue a way for anonymity and then for the world to be able to do their own investigations without that person feeling harm or yeah. feeling you know that something horrible is going to happen to them or their family because this is the new architect that has come up which is that the people because of their integrity and because of the way that they're feeling and yes you know it has to be investigated because sometimes things could be said and they they are a total untruth so you just can't go on you know there has to be a process to to unveil and to uncover and then to make right but it has to go through a process and i know that the whistleblowers uh, a lot of them have have suffered um a lot of damage mm. but that's another thing you know how do we continue to move forward and how do we bring light on to things without making making that person um you know in a bad in a be put in a bad light be put in a bad way because they yeah. want to speak out and say the truth well the 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 great contaminant is lying right it's lying right it's, it's not telling the truth and there's a lot of that in um cover-ups and right. that are in our currently are in our government and it's seen in our it's also seen in our a legal system in the laws that have been created over the past i don't know how many years but it, some it, of them have been in the books since the beginning of time yeah you know and i think that now because of the whole world being in this transformation mm -hmm. things are coming into the light and things are being exposed and you know we have to act on them and yeah. you know we we go back to we are all one yeah. we are all one it's kind of like it's kind of like um you know pandora's box just got opened up again it was opened up back in 911 when when that went off and then yeah. the lies were told about like you know um uh, weapons of mass destruction over in the middle east we right. never found any those are lies they were lies that were told by government officials to support an agenda for whatever that was. We, I, I don't know what it was, but that's where we're seeing the lies. And, mm -hmm. and we, we are unsure of what to believe because we're wrapped up in our own lives and we, we were like, eh, mm -hmm. you know, we're letting it kind of go and we're not being vigilant in looking you're not being at aware. things. You're not well, being we're deciding not to be because right. I know I'm guilty of that because right. I was like, oh, the hell with them. I don't know what they're doing. They're all a bunch of crooks, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm fed up. My vote doesn't count. Um, right. I, I mean, I, can, I, I, I have felt that in my, like every, every time an election comes up or something, I'm like, oh. You get right? Is anything that I do going to matter? And that's where people feel this disengagement and this this uncivil this civil unrest because it's 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 in every the voting matters and 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 I I like to vote and I like to vote in person I don't yeah. like to vote like uh, you know mailed in ballot yeah um, and I guess because I'm in Florida I yeah. I want to make sure that my vote counts but I, I agree with you. You know, you start getting all like twisted it's, because it's, it's frustrating. like, well, it is very frustrating because yeah. I'm, I'm not a political person and I, I like to either. vote for someone who's going to make a change and a difference and make our world better. Right. Right. But then, you know, it's, it's, you, you just, you go into angst because you're like, oh my gosh. But. And so now that whole house of cards is being ripped down right now. Like the whole house of cards is, is, is crumbling. Right. You know, and I think the pandemic set the pace for it because it was like it shook. I don't know. Was it you that said it like shook things up? And so yeah. now, the, now, now the bricks are coming loose. Right. Everything got shook up and bricks are coming Everything loose. Everything is and getting so, shaken up. Everything so is getting now we're up. starting to see things. We're like, right. whoa, what's going the, on the, here? The, there were cracks in the foundation. Yeah. Like education, healthcare, government. And now those cracks are starting. 
it's like it, they're starting to come apart and, and chunks of the cement is starting to fall off. Yeah. You know, I can speak on education because that's been my, my, my life, you know, my, my vocation for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that we need to put a change in that. Yeah. Well, innovation is creative totally. destruction, you know, totally. so this, the, our, our, our current systems are getting deconstructed 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 and that's and a that's a positive thing we just yeah. have to make sure the right people who have a great deal of wisdom education and know-how are are put into places or that will show up at the right time yes that, to assist and and help to restructure and rebuild because Absolutely. i know that's the great american that that that's what we're all about that That's what America is all about. After World War One or Two or whatever, we went over and built, re- helped rebuild countries. But well, we got to rebuild our own now. <laughs> well, we have to. We have to take care of us now. Yeah. We have to take care of this country. We have to make sure that you know everything that's being deconstructed is reconstructed in a new way, for the the greater good of all mankind and for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because it's time, it's time. Absolutely, yeah. We were we're totally on the the, the forefront of. I mean, this is definitely going to keep us moving forward. But on that note, is we do have to maintain a high frequency vibration, and we can't allow ourselves to settle into the negativity in this low frequency um, fear. Uh, rage, anger, um, and and all those kind of like things that weigh us down, that confuse us, that make it difficult for us to see truth when we see it. We know this in our guts. What is true? We have our own like energetic guidance system that will intuitively that that steers us right from wrong. And if we don't go to the the right, which is in alignment with, say, universal life force energy, the globe, the, the, the mother, the earth, if we come out of alignment with that, we feel it in our cell tissue, we become sick. We will become either cancerous, we will have you know, high blood pressure, high blood pressure heart mm-hmm. disease, um, mental illness, Um, We will, uh, you know, narcissism, like all these kind of negative sorts of things will occur in us. And they're pretty clearly easy to point out some easy to see from an out like an outsider can easily determine, okay, something about this feels a little wrong. And you have to trust your gut about that. You know, and and everything that we're seeing in the, the the media right now on our Facebook feed when you're watching that in the news, and you see something you know with a, a shadow knight or police officer clubbing a you know a, a pedestrian or shoving an elderly man, then those things we know we we know intuitively that was really wrong. And then for the entire group, it was just too for an entire group just to keep walking and not helping the man. Right. Right. You know, like that's wrong too. There, there's yes. some complicitness in that. And it, it came mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know what it comes down to, but there's something about that where we, us on the outside viewing that. Okay. So it's pretty clear. There is a problem with how we are rearing our night watchmen or our watchmen, you know, who are supposed to protect our community, our neighborhoods, they're not protecting. They're, there's something amiss, and we have to go in and restructure this. And we yes, are we seeing do. that clearly now. And so the thing to do to help with this is as we move closer to, you know, maybe having some power to vote um, coming in November or whatever, and um, is, is to maintain in our daily lives clarity and and to do things that are positive like go out and garden to raise your vibration connect with the earth connect with the mother pray if you know but if you're not a prayer what do you do how do you change your vibration the things that you can do one word 
just say love over and over again or say peace Mm -hmm. over and over again in your mind when you start to get negative or you feel like, okay, I feel heavy. I don't know why I feel this way. You have to come up with other other things that will shift and change or keep a vibration because it's affecting everyone. It affects me. Totally. It affects or if you feel me. angry, sometimes you wake up and you're angry and yeah. you don't know why you're angry. It affects it's a everyone. It is. It affects it is. everyone. And if you come into that understanding that it does do that, then you're on the right path because mm-hmm. then you realize that all is one. We're all in this together and that everything that is occurring right now, we are a part of and we can't escape it. We, we are all a part of it. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what more to say about that because that's the bottom line. And it's very simple. It's very simple. Right. And, and starting to shift and empowering other people because the, po- the problem with power is that people are afraid that if they give somebody else power, they're going to, you know, lose it. Yeah. Like it's, it's so important to understand that there is enough to go around and we're not talking about police brutality, we're, 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 you know, that yeah. kind of power. We're not talking about that kind of power. Yeah. What we're talking about is if somebody, you know, gets a degree and gets a, a job, if they get a promotion, you know, be happy for them, be glad, you know, surround yourself with people that are positive, that, you know, it's, it's important to empower others to be the best at who they can be, because that's going to raise our level of of America to Mm -hmm. a whole new height. But so many times people don't empower others. And that is not, that is not what, what we need to do to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a place now where we have to liberate, um, you know, to, to win back freedom for all of people in every shape, way, shape, or form and eliminate oppression, various forms of oppression. Um, and, and, and examples of that are Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> you know, he was a liberator, Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, you know, these are other people in other countries that have done a lot of work on liberating people, you know, people yeah. that we look at as a, a segment, you know, like that are looked down upon. I, I, you know, I use this term and I find it now offensive, minority and I, I, I'm like, I, I need another term because why am I using that term minority towards a black person? Or a Hispanic. Because or Hispanic. Or an, because I'm Cuban and, you know. Yeah, called, yeah that's I what called, I mean. That's what I, I mean. That's a demographic. Yeah. A demographic. Know, it's like, a stereotype. Exactly. It's kind of like it's, you know, like, I'm like, that's what. And I'm like, what is, what is the new word or term? you know, a black person, why are we saying minorities still, you know, like I, I, every time it comes up for me, I'm like, wow, what do I say? I don't even know what to say. Cause it doesn't feel right saying it. Right. I'm sure there'll be a new term coming up. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's just That's it's for sure. so many, you know, oh, just, but I'm so, I'm so glad you brought up the changing of one's energy because it's so true during this time. Sometimes we just feel so heavy. We're so yeah. sad, so angry, yeah. and, and just, you know, saying love. We, we need to be in love. We need to have faith. We need to just, and if you don't pray or meditate, just mm. positive words like love. Mm. Love is a universal language. Love. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. Yeah. And then try your best to feel it and feel it in your heart. Feel it in your soul. In your heart you know, um, and, and really feel it and then let it, that expression move out in every direction. Right. right. You know? Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's, it's so important to, to help each other during this time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have great faith that from all of this, something good is coming out of it. I have total great faith. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, we have the Statue of Liberty. We've got a lot of liberators out there. Statue of Liberty. You know, we've got a lot of, lot of, lot of liberators that are working hard in, in behind all the scenes. behind yeah. the scenes. We will probably never know their names, but they right. are out there and they are creating change. They're being um, um, agents or angels of change. Angels and liberators. Change. Yes. And, you know, I visited the Statue of Liberty last summer. I had never gone there. And it was so impactful. Yeah. Just how this country has accepted everybody. Yeah. It, you know, you're tired, you're poor, you're hungry. Um, Huddled masses it, yearning to breathe free. Breathe free. There it is. The breath. You know, the wretched the refuse of yeah. your of your teeming shore send these the homeless tempest tossed to me i lift my lamp beside the golden gate golden door was, sorry yeah yes but it was very profound going and and yeah. seeing and how many lives have been impacted because of freedom and of liberty i know i can attest that for myself because of where i was born and yeah. You I know, know you came from, you know, Cuba. It was, yeah. you fled that Cuba. country. Yes. You know, it was communist, right? Absolutely. And I was very fortunate that my parents were able to, to leave and, and take me with them and come to this country mm. and start all over again. And this country basically is made up of people that have come from all parts of the world. And it's so important that we are one. This is yeah. one beautiful yeah nation and that's what that's what patriotic is yeah because that's what the true patriot the true patriot is for right you know it's not for fighting for like the government and in corporate whatever it is for i'll tell you love support defends his or her country and the interest of devotion a person who regards himself or herself as a defender, especially of individual rights there against you go. presumed interference by the federal government. There you go. So any of you guys that are claiming to be patriots, you guys got to look at that, what the original patriotic spirit was when this country came into being. Right. You know, I mean, like, that, that's why people come to this country. Totally. Totally. Every day. Every day for a whole new opportunity. Yeah. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wowza, wowza. You had a lot of like notes on stuff there, young lady, that I was like, whoa, I don't know if we got, did we touch on all of them? We did. We did? We did. We did. We've been, we've been um, working very hard to put together a good episode on part two of power and social injustice to bring the light and to bring a higher vibration into everything that's going on and to, you know, share with you guys that. One thought, no matter how small, in a positive way towards someone or something will totally change the way that things are happening into a positive light. And it's so important. We have really gone through a lot of this, Shelly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, and, and we're back on track. Then um, our next show next week is going to be back on our regular schedule. We just yeah. we needed to do this special two-part episode on this and power and the importance of understanding that if you empower someone else, that does not take a power away from you. Mm. It, on the contrary, it gives you more power. Mm. Because now, you know, you, you are, it's just, it brings the world in, in a better place, higher vibration by empowering others. You don't, you know, you don't lose your power. You mm. give it to, to someone else and you acknowledge and you, you know, it, it just makes us better. It totally makes us better. So don't be afraid to empower someone else. Don't. Mm. Yeah. So I think um, we'll now finish with uh, that poem I had mentioned earlier. Yes. And um, 
it was written by um, a friend of mine. Um, her name's Cindy Stumpo, and some of you may have known her. She's um, a very well-known um, builder of luxury homes here in Boston. Did she um, write it or did her brother write it? Her brother wrote it. And um, he, he was um, uh, uh, an L.A. police officer for three years um, starting in 1985, he studied criminal justice here in, in, at Northeastern University. And um, he definitely struggled with how law enforcement was treating people. In this poem that I'm going to read, um, it was written before he died. He was, um, I think, 28 years old. I'm not sure of the circumstances of his death, but I think he had already left the police department. And um, it's very powerful. There are some words that aren't meant to be derogatory towards anybody. And I don't mean them that way. And I don't believe he did either in the poem. So please excuse the N word that I, I will say it in the, while reading the poem. But um, other than that, it, it left me with this feeling for young cadets or police officers that are now struggling with this situation who um, may be fearful of standing up and, and because of what they might lose or whatever, whatever. And I'm sure it speaks to what they might be feeling because I know this young man um, really hit on a lot of chords and this was written pre Rodney King um, a year before that happened, I guess. But um, I'll do my best to read it. And, and I, I do it with um, much um, honor and respect to Cindy's family, the Leonard family. Uh, her brother, Craig R. Leonard, is the author of this poem. And it's, it's pretty profound. So if you want to just shut your eyes, maybe, and come into a, a feeling of, of love and peace, uh, this is very heavy but it's also powerful. Where did the love go? Oh, you see, I came from a once long lost free and caring society that is now concerned only with the me. Those are so full of anger, scapegoating and much hostility projected this toward this very little so harmless in society. The people feeling tall fail to see superiors so bold stripped the rights that once founding fathers died for young and old. The media went along for fear, hate, and scare were better sold. Now the truth would not be told. Violation of rights, beatings in the nights, lying, denying, and dying became a reality called police tyranny. The majority commended, applauded, and sang out with glee, us the police went after society's unwanted little fleas, robbers, rapists, murderers, and politicians. They weren't just a few deviants in the visibility of the streetlights. First, the sleazy whores fled in the night, only to be beat by that PD night. Strip clubs, bars, and bookstores, a have for the late night fet, were soon closed, leaving not a place for those perverts to meet. The faggots, queens, and dykes would next be beat. After this, the boozers, addicts, niggers, and wetbacks would boom that same hot seat. <sighs> and as I observed, on in fear, discontent, and disbelief, who was I? but the pig on the beat. Oh, how I bled inside. 
for these few young and deviant, full of fun, zest and love. They gave not to light than society could foresee. They were but a mirror image of your children, you and me. They knew right from wrong, at time weak and strong. They made the street a live, one great big party for all to call. People of the streets now defeated and gone, the boulevards now resemble a funeral chapel hall. I lost my badge in my fights with superiors during those daily PD meets. Too much, too late, I had to say. I lost and fell the same old way. Next came a chilling voice in the wind, a young man's fight, and life flickerers as a candle in the wind. A young man fought back, never as good as new, but with one cause to tell the lie, help the weak and end police tyranny and its deceit. God rest his soul. Yes. But I, I can't help but feel that many officers are currently in the line of duty and may feel this way. And that's why I wanted to say it. And I know that's why this was posted recently on uh, Cindy Stumpo's Facebook page. Um, I, it took 33 years before this, this, this to, to come out. Like she, she had never posted it before. And, um, yeah, I just, I know when I read it, I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. It's from, it's from an officer, a young guy that dedicated his life. I mean, he went to school for four years and, and then served for three years and came out of it. I think, you know. It's very hard. Yeah, and I think that's why we all have to pray. We have to pray. Yeah, and we have to pray. Yeah, pray for those officers that are in the light and that are making a change and making a difference to a better, a better everything. A better. We just have to hold everyone in a higher esteem. Yeah, absolutely, and raise the vibration. And currently, right now, what we're in is to start to breathe. Like right now, that took my breath away, that mm. prayer. But that is currently what is out in our, our country. And mm. so it's important to actually feel that, but to, it's going to hit our cell tissue. We can't escape it. It's going to hit our cell tissue. And how we move through it is through breath work, through mm. breathing, and, and being the scribe. And acknowledging, yes, this exists, mm-hmm. and shine the light on it, and and don't ignore it. That's yeah, it. and we're mm-hmm. sorry for it. We want to move forward and make the right corrections. Now, do you feel like I feel like as I speak this, and I have the power to speak this, I'm raising the vibration, and that is what our black brothers and sisters are doing. They they have been through this process already this this feeling this negativity and this anger there are people there are black brothers and sisters who have felt this to their core mm-hmm. and they are they they're some of them their vibration the ones that are really leading their vibration is higher now they're above it like martin luther king was all right totally. Totally. yeah and we as white people have to get there too and see the future of this country together, work well, as side one side as one. We are all one, and as one, everybody else that's come to this country that are minorities, like you were saying, immigrants. Yeah. We all have to band together. Yeah, everybody has to to make this world a better place as we move forward. Yeah, not see color, but see Americans. Yes, couldn't have said it better. Yeah, great job. Thank you, thank yeah. you for listening, everybody, and. Um, you know, we hope that we hope that things just get better. Yeah, for sure. We want to thank you for joining us for this episode on power and social injustice part two. We'll be coming back on Monday with um, 
I think it's we're going to get naked and talk we're about get naked. get naked and <laughs> yeah and so if you enjoyed the show or you know you have a comment we'd love to hear from you as always we we, we would enjoy the feedback and um, if there's anything on here that in inspired or motivated you or might motivate somebody else please share it um, never miss an episode by subscribing to um, Evolve 360 on iTunes or at facebook.com backslash Evolve 360 Life. We're on Spotify too. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you too. We're all, we're all over the place. Exactly. We're, yeah, we're growing this baby. Yeah. Yep. And um, this is Shelly Devine. And Shelly Grace. With Life Unplugged, Raw and Real. We'll see you on the next show of Evolve 360. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our special episode on social injustice, part one and two. And we hope that we have left you with a little light. <laughs> <laughs>